to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Uh, just me, Justin Badger this week. Unfortunately, couldn't get Noah. He's busy. Uh, all the other you, people we usually have fill in, also busy. They're all home uh, for the holiday break. Uh, so it, it's just me for this one. But uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Lots going on since uh, our last episode. Um, and we'll get, we'll get into all that. Um, but I think this is going to be you know, I think in solidarity with the team, I think we're also going to take a little bit of a break until uh, kind of Christmas time. Uh, but the good news is that we do have some pre-recorded episodes, so I think we'll be releasing some of those, get those out there. Um, so uh, hopefully you'll see some of those in the next uh, few weeks here. Uh, but yeah, cra- crazy stuff going on around the league. I mean, uh, new variant COVID kind of just sweeping through, I think, 100 players now in in COVID protocol, and it's uh, it's not great. You know, lots of, uh, you know, suggestions from people on what the league should do uh, between postponing games or should they pause the season. Um, so kind of lots of stuff being thrown out there. Um, but first, we got, I think we should talk about uh, the Florida Panthers uh, game on Thursday versus the LA Kings, which, uh, in my opinion, I think in the opinion of a lot of people, uh, shouldn't have even happened. Uh, just based on the amount of people that Florida had out of the lineup, either with COVID or injury, there's there weren't enough people, um, and I think you know a lot of people were were thinking that one should have been uh, paused. Obviously, now Panthers games have been paused uh, through till I think the 27th. Um, but yeah, in my mind, like that one shouldn't have even been played. Um, I just based on that, and I think the frustrating part is that uh, same night Colorado Avalanche are playing. Um, and, and they did play their game, but they were given the, the option from the NHL. Uh, it was up to the players, the team, whether they wanted to play or not. They had the option of saying, no, we need a of guys. We're not going to play tonight. Um, so uh, they, they were given that option. The Panthers were not, uh, is what we're told, um, which to me is just kind of bullshit. I mean, Panthers are dealing with so many, so many issues. Um, and you're just, you're risking a lot of injury by having a team play shorthanded, uh, and going out there. Uh, I mean, Mackenzie Weger was an absolute force out there. He had to be with, with all the guys that were out, um, really impressive from him. Um, but I will say this though, like with the postponing and with playing that one game, I mean, I think there are, you know, there's a bit of a silver lining to all this and that, uh, it did give us an opportunity to see some of you know, the Panthers kind of young prospects and players, it gave them an opportunity to get into the lineup and get, you know, a lot more minutes than they would see under normal circumstances. Um, so, you know, like Cole Schwint getting into his first game, that was really awesome to see. Um, so yeah, really cool to see some of the young players get into the lineup, get some minutes, 
Matt Kierstad obviously scoring uh, his first goal, and you know, there's a good one as well. Uh, so that part of it is, you know, at least a little bit nice is that you get to see uh, these young players that you know I think a lot of us are really excited about, like Dennis Sanko, Yulevi. You get to see them in more of a, a featured role uh, than you would if the Panthers were 100% healthy. Um, so that was really cool. And then the other part of you're postponing the games. We don't know when uh, they're going to be rescheduled for. Um, but, you know, you're assuming it's a decent ways into the future. And even without COVID, the Panthers obviously de- dealing with some some uh, significant injuries uh, to players on the team. So if those are put at a later date, you might have players available that weren't available for this one. Maybe Barkov comes in. Uh, he's healthy by the time uh, games are rescheduled. Um, so that could be be a benefit as well, uh, I think. But overall, I mean, I know the scoreline doesn't really reflect it uh, too, too much. But uh, I thought it was a really solid game from the Panthers. I thought they were the better team for, for most of the game. Um, and, you know, I liked what I saw from a lot, a lot of those young players. They were getting a lot of chances kind of tight and around the net, which is what, uh, you know, they do normally. So it was nice to see that kind of continue. Uh, and so, yeah, like my mind, games shouldn't have happened at all. But... Uh, uh, nice to see see some players and a good team effort, you know, despite despite the loss, really. Uh, and then after, yes, after that one, obviously, league postponing the Panthers, Bruins are postponed, Leafs are postponed, Canucks, are, like everyone's kind of postponed, kind of limping into the, the Christmas break. Uh, with everything going on, like it's a bit weird. I've been watching, you know, some of the other games around the league. Uh, that have been played, and even the teams that are playing are, are short guys. I think Edmonton played short last night, um, just because of the cap. And I think at the very least, if things continue on this trend, I think the league has to go back to adding taxi squads, um, because the way it's set up now with the salary cap, teams are being forced basically to play shorthanded if their games aren't being rescheduled, um, and that just shouldn't be the case. Because again, you know, you're playing short, guys are playing more. Is a higher risk of injury, especially if it's you know a cramped schedule. Uh, so uh, for that, I think you you absolutely uh, need to implement the taxi squad, put it back in like we had last season, um, and allow teams to carry those extra players to avoid kind of situations like uh, what we're seeing right now, uh, really all all around the league. Um, so. That's kind of my thinking. I mean, I think, yeah, pausing the season would have been good, but the league seems pretty determined to just push on through. Like, I think, yeah, there were six postponed yesterday, a few more uh, today, recording on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not great. The good news, though, is that, I mean, the players who have tested positive, again, like over 100 of them, um, for the most part, no serious uh, symptoms, which is great news. I mean, everyone who has it has been vaccinated. Um so that, that, that part of it is at least uh, a positive is that it doesn't seem like... I mean, last year when guys were getting it, there were some players who got very, very sick um, before they were able to get vaccinated. Now it seems like uh, with the vaccine, they're at least <clears throat> doing a little bit better. Um, so that's that, that's the positive there. Um, other stuff to talk about relating to the Panthers is kind of tough because, again, you know, they're not, they're not playing games right now, but... Uh, Spencer Knight getting sent down uh, to the AHL. You know, after you know they're calling up all these guys to play, and they send Spencer Knight down, which I think everyone expected, especially after uh, uh, the Jonas Johansson uh, 
waiver pickup. I think people expected Spencer Knight to go down, and I think it's it really is the best move for for Spencer Knight. Um, you know, at this time, I think uh, he he's a very good goalie. He's going to be a very good goalie in this league. We've seen you know flashes of it, especially those first few games uh, when he was coming into the league. But the reality is, when he's been in games lately, like he hasn't he hasn't looked great. He's looked like you know a twenty year old goalie back there, right? And most goalies at that age, you know, they they aren't starting goalies. They aren't going to carry your team. So, and and there's no point in having him sit on the bench. I mean, obviously, you know, being with Florida, getting to work with the coaching staff and work with Bob, you know, that's a positive. But you need a guy like that to be playing games. Um, so send him down to the A, let him play as many games as he can, get some confidence back maybe. I know last night was a bit of a tough one. Uh, he had one bad turnover kind of behind the net. Um, but... Yeah, just go down there and just, just yeah, play some games. It, I think is what's the best thing for him at this time. And I don't think anyone should really be concerned, though, about the long-term kind of future of Spencer Knight. I don't think it's it's that level of concern. I think it's just recognizing this is a young goalie who he's struggling, right? And that's that's going to happen. It happens with most young players. Um, so I'm not concerned about Spencer Knight and his, his, his future going forward. But right now, the best place for him is with the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, and so I'm hoping he's down there uh, for a good while. And I'm hoping while he's down there that Johansson can be a, a serviceable backup for this team. I'm not overly convinced on that fact. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of Jonas Johansson. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on him. I haven't ever watched him look like really, really solid to me. He's kind of that fringe NHL goalie. Like he can be a backup. But he's not maybe a high-end backup. So it was interesting to see that that's kind of the direction they went. Um, and a lot of other teams, are too, are moving around with their backup goalie situation. Um, <clears throat> a lot of goalie movement uh, going on. Uh, but So I'm not sold on like Jonas Johansson long-term. But yeah, if he can come in and just put, be, be average for you, right, in kind of relief duty, and if Bob can continue playing the way he's playing, then I think you're, you're fine with that. And he's not taking up a huge amount of space in your cap, so... <clears throat> Why not? It seems like a, a solid option, at least uh, for the time being. Uh, other kind of stuff around the league. Uh, first of all, the Vancouver Canucks, Bruce Boudreaux. Bruce, there it is. Uh, haven't lost in the Bruce Boudreaux era, uh, which, like, I have nothing like for or against the Canucks, but I love Bruce Boudreaux, so I'm rooting for that. Um, <clears throat> continuing to make Travis Green look not very good at all uh, with the way he's turned around that team. And I've watched them. I watched them play a bunch under Travis Green. I've watched them play under Bruce Boudreau. They look like a completely different team. Like under Tra- they looked lost under Travis Green. They looked like they didn't know how to play hockey, which isn't the case because there's some very good hockey players there. Uh, and under Bruce Boudreau, it just seems like everyone's playing within their game um, and kind of doing their thing, and the confidence is back. And that's that's a huge difference for a team and just having uh, you know a different voice uh, behind the bench. Uh, also, Paul Maurice uh, resigning out of Winnipeg, uh, basically coming out and saying, "Look, like, you know, I, I like I like the guys, guys like me. I'm a good coach, it's a good team, but uh, they need a new voice. Uh, I realize that, and so I'm I'm out, right? And <clears throat> first of all, I think it's very impressive from from Paul Maurice to recognize that. Like, I think there are coaches that do recognize that you know their time's kind of coming to an end, or that you know they can't." get the most out of a group anymore. Not a lot of them are going to go out of their way to resign, you know, cause, you know, they're making good money. They're in the NHL, they're coaching. 
not a lot of guys, you know, kind of have that kind of uh, courage and philosophy to just say, you know what, like, this is as far as I can take this team. I'm proud of what we've done, um, but they need someone else and then just cut. So baller move from Paul Maurice. Wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, one of my favorite coaches in the league, really, uh, just from a pure quote standpoint, too. Like, he has some absolute gems when uh, the Jets and Panthers were playing over in Finland. Uh so sad to see him go from from the league, but uh, I mean, what a way to go out for a coach. I mean, usually, you know, when coaches are out, it's because they've done a bad job or, uh, you know, there's some other issue uh, that's come up. So it's nice to see, you know, a resignation where it's it's nothing. It's just the coach being like, yeah, no, it's just, it, I'm done. Um, and it's not like he's quitting on the team either. He's just recognizing that he, he's not the guy. Um so I found that to be really, really interesting, really surprising too. Uh, kind of just out of nowhere, like Jets haven't been poor really. I mean, they haven't been unbelievable, but uh, I don't think that's an unbelievable roster either. So I think they've been about what you'd expect. Um, so that that kind of kind of surprised me too. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about um, was uh, last night. It was Brett Connolly, former Panther, um, with an absolutely horrendous uh, illegal interference hit on Tanner Caro of the Dallas Stars. He gets stretchered off. And I think that makes it three or four players in the last, like, two weeks that have been stretchered off the ice. And by clean hits, too, um, for the most part. Last night's was not clean. That was horrific. There should be a significant amount of games involved there uh, for, for the play by Connolly. Um but there's been a lot more talk, I think, about the, the player safety and, you know, the risk, especially like the Lomberg hit on uh, McDonald. Like that's a that's a very clean hit. Right. Um, but McDonald still got pretty, pretty banged up from that had to be stretched off. Um, and so I think there's, you know, especially, you know, with head injuries and, uh, you know, being a, a popular subject these days, a lot of people kind of concerned uh you know, but and it's really weird because it's you know like they're legal hits, so you have to change the rules. Like, what do you do to protect the players better while keeping the game, you know, what it is while keeping it fast, while keeping it physical, right? Like, I think you know there there's a lot of a lot of people who like having players like Ryan Lomberg in the league that are going to go out there and lay big hits, and I think that's a good thing, and I think that's what fans want, and I think that's what players want. Um, but what you don't want is to see guys stretch it off. So I don't know how you go about addressing that. Um, but if it continues, I, I feel like there's got to be something done at some point, but I, I really have no fucking clue what that would be or what that would look like. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, kind of something that's popped up over the last, uh, little while here. Um, I'm going to move on now talk about, you know, some other stuff around the league, but first, uh, a quick ad read from our good friends over at DraftKings. Uh, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action, and everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. 
Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets if they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, yeah, all right. Other stuff. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I mean, it's tough because I think most of the news really in the NHL this week is just centered strictly around... Uh, COVID and every day it seems like, you know, 10 or so more players are entering into the protocol. Um, that's kind of dominating the news. Um, we talked kind of last episode too, uh, a bit on, uh, the Olympics. And I I think it's a, a foregone conclusion at this point that NHL players should not be going to the Olympics and it's in the players' hands right now. Um, I would expect that, you know, if, if, if that remains the case, that there are going to be players that say, nah, I still want to go, uh, and that, you know, make the trip over there, take the risk. Um, that would be my guess. Like I'd imagine like, especially guys that this might be their last Olympics and they haven't won an Olympic gold. They might say, yeah, you know, it's worth the risk. I think the only thing, uh, kind of getting in the way of that, uh, would be, uh, you know, if the commissioner, Gary Batman came out and said, no, like, you're not allowed to go to the Olympics, um, which I'm actually not 100% sure he's the power to do that, but probably, he probably does. He seems like he has all the power. Um, I think that would be the only thing that would prevent no NHL players from going, um, because my guess is that there's some players that very much would like to be over there uh, in China for the games. Um, but right now, it's... Yeah, it's it's a bit up in the air. I mean, everyone's just yeah, absolutely getting torn apart by all these all these COVID cases and you know a lot of you know and then people I think you know around the league are also just questioning the the protocols um, and you know you have these guys who have tested positive but they're asymptomatic, right? So there's a lot of questions over how do you approach this kind of new wave uh, of COVID cases because it isn't. We're not seeing the same seriousness as we were earlier, um, but uh, regardless, um, there's got to be some changes. I think they're going to update the protocols, make them a bit stricter, kind of go back to more uh, what it was last season um, when things were, were much tighter. Uh, so I imagine we'll see kind of the implementation of that. Um, it'll be curious, too, like they get the, uh, the Winter Classic coming up, which I know it's an outdoor event, but it's a lot and a lot of people that are going to be there. Um, so it's going to be kind of an interesting couple weeks here. Uh, and I think for, for people around the league, I think they're just trying to, uh, you know, just trying to get through this next couple of weeks and get things sorted out, but it's a bit of a hectic time. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but with the break here, um, just kind of last thing, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, before, uh, before ending this one off, as I thought, since we're kind of, you know, it's the break, right? We've played a few months of the season. I thought it'd be fun to kind of take a look at which, you know, kind of Panthers players have been, you know, maybe most impressive this season. Uh, we've thought, we've talked about this on many episodes, um, but it feels like, uh, you know, some like there's some guys that have really stepped up this year. 
to me, like Lister Ryanen uh, is a guy who's played a much bigger role than I anticipated him playing this season. And I think that's just because of the some of the injuries that happened. Um, but he stepped up. He's scoring goals. Um, he's been a really nice surprise for me. Uh, I'm sure there's other players that have been, you know, a bit surprising to some people. Um, like, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people who thought Sam Bennett was going to fall off. Um, you know, he's been kind of up and down, but it's more up than down, and even the downs aren't that bad. Um, we all know Bolts Jolts on Twitter thinking Verhage was going to fall off. Not the case. Uh, Sam Reinhardt's the really interesting one for me because, um, you know, it's kind of a really slow start. Um, a lot of kind of criticism surrounding his play. Um, but the last three or so weeks, he's been like probably one of the best forwards on this team. And I know there's been, you know, like a lot of guys out with injury. Um, but he's really turned it around, been a really important part of why the Panthers have been, you know, in the mix in a lot of these games uh, lately with uh, players that have been out. Uh, so for me, he's been very, very impressive. I think if you're looking at, disappointing I think kind of two names that come to mind right are the Gator probably Owen Tippett and uh, Patrick Hornquist I think just based on kind of expectation coming into this season and it's not like like they're not like your core pieces so you're not too worried about it maybe but like Hornquist he's at that age he plays that style where you knew the drop-off in his play was coming uh, eventually I think you know, when they when they acquired him, I think it was more like, you know, if this guy plays well for us, great. But if he doesn't, at least we don't have that contract on the books for another six years like we would with Matheson. Um, so it's not been a great season for Hornquist. Um, he's looked a lot slower uh, than he did even last season. Um, and to me, that I just, you know, that, I think that's just expected. Owen Tippett's an interesting one. I thought he was really going to take off this year. Um, he showed some really good flashes, especially towards the end of last season. Um, for whatever reason right now, he looks just kind of invisible, really, most nights. Um, I like, I, har- I hardly know, like when I'm watching Panthers games, I hardly notice the guy. A lot of the stuff he was doing really well last season, uh, you know, shooting the puck, um, you know, finding his teammates. It's just not, it's not there right now. Um, not, not really contributing. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if we can turn it around. Like he's still such a young player, like, I still, it's still hard to kind of tell what the Panthers have in Owen Tippett. Like, can he be a legitimate, consistent top six guy? Or is he going to, you know, be a third line guy? Or is he going to be, you know, a guy who's kind of in and out of the lineup on a really good team? Who knows? Um, but I, I expected a lot more from Owen Tippett this year for whatever reason. He's not like, he's not even shooting the puck a ton. And when he is, it's not going in. Um, so to me, he's got to be one of the more disappointing uh, kind of players at least this season and then in terms of guys that have just been you know excellent too like obviously the top guys Huberto, Ekblad, Uyghur especially lately Uyghur's been unbelievable um, making a really strong case I think to make Team Canada if they were to go to the Olympics um, he's been that good uh, and then everyone's favorite player Ryan Lomberg who's you know when he's healthy when he has no COVID when he's out there throwing the body um Exactly, what I think you want a depth piece on a hockey team. Like he brings the energy every night. Like there, I don't like he doesn't take a shift off. Right, every shift he has an impact. It doesn't. It's not. It's most likely not scoring a goal to be honest. But he's gonna like other teams know when he's out there because he's fast. He's physical. Um, he is just that perfect depth piece. I think for for this team. Um, 
and really I think is a big part of their identity because this team is built around playing fast, playing off the rush, um, and then their depth guys like him and Gudis that can you know be a bit physical. Bennett too in the top six, like it's such a well-rounded team, um, and you can really see that clear identity of yeah we're gonna be fast, we're gonna be physical, um, and we're gonna shoot the puck a lot, and that's what the, this team's done. Um, even after you know they transitioned over to Coach Brunette, uh, it, they are, the, the identity is still the same. The results may not have been there, but again, the injuries. Um, so we'll see what it looks like coming out of the, the break. I'm, you know, I think it'll be good for the team to have th- this bit of a break up until the 27th. Just get a bit more healthy. Um, hopefully, get some some guys back in the lineup, uh, and we'll we'll see how it goes. But. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're they're back playing on the twenty seventh. But things have been changing so rapidly, so we'll see. But I think that does it for this one. Uh, thank you so much to everyone tuning and listening. As always, uh, we always appreciate it. Um, hope everyone has a wonderful you know Christmas and holiday. Uh, enjoys time off, is able to spend it with some family. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see everyone next time, whenever that is.